On today's bonus episode of First Round KO, I talk more football, and I apologize for that. We still talk week one, but this time I'm talking not with Connor, but with my good friend Jacob from Tomahawk. He, we, we grew up together up north, and we've been wanting, I, I've been wanting to have him on the show for a while. He's a huge football fan, and we used to talk football all the time, so I've been really excited to talk football with him for a long time, so... Today, I finally got the opportunity, so you guys get a bonus episode on a Tuesday. So enjoy more football talk. Jacob has a lot of great takes in this. It's not just me talking the whole time. It's mostly Jacob. Uh, so please enjoy. Let's get it. Shock the system. Welcome to the most must-hear WSEW sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers. No Connor today, as today is a bonus episode where it's just me, and I am interviewing my friend Jacob, as you heard in the intro. So I'm going to throw you guys now to that interview with Jacob. Now you can join me in welcoming my special guest today on this special episode of First Round KO, my friend, Jacob Dominka. Yo, what's up, everybody? <laughs> he is one of my buddies from back home in Tomahawk, and we, when, when I lived back there, we used to just talk football all week, <laughs> all throughout the fall and the winter. We would work together and we'd just annoy everyone else with our football talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jacob is an adamant fantasy football player, even though he's slowing it down a little bit this year, focusing on other bit. stuff a little bit. Um, and he is a now an L.A. Rams fan. I believe you're still a Rams fan. I would hope whoop, so. Whoop. Whoop, whoop. I would hope so. Now that you're actually decent, you're not eight and eight every year. Uh, <laughs> Super Bowl, baby. Yeah, we'll see about that. Um, yeah, so he's a he's a Rams fan. He has been for a while. Are there any other teams you kind of cheer for? Um, for some reason, I like Tennessee. Don't really know why. Okay. Just uh, Tennessee. If I had to pick one for the AFC and stuff. Um, otherwise, I'm more of a players guy. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cheer for teams who got some players that I like. You know, like my boy Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Love to see him in Jacksonville. Love Jalen Ramsey. Not the Ramsey. biggest fan of their new uniforms. I mean, I liked their old change. ones. I like their old ones better. All they had to do was change their helmet, man. That was the only thing that was wrong with it. Yeah, that. and then if they would use last year's jerseys with this year's helmets, like I didn't Seriously. mind. The, I didn't mind the helmets last year, but these ones look really nice. But then the yeah. jerseys, I don't know. They took a step back with the jerseys for sure. Yeah, yeah, big time. <laughs> but that team still looks really good. We're gonna yeah, talk about that. So I know me and Connor talked all about Week One yesterday. I know, but. I have been waiting a long time to do an episode uh, talking football with Jacob because it's always so fun for me, and I think he's got a lot of good insights on the game. So I wanted to talk week one football with him because this was a wild week one of football. This was yeah. incredibly like we had we had ups we had a couple upsets we had a tie we had a seven hour game like it was we had comebacks it was incredible it was such a fun game to watch or such a fun week to watch. So we're going to start th from Thursday night, the, the opening night, 
Eagles hosting the Falcons. What was your one big takeaway from this game? Honestly, the biggest takeaway for me was how well-rounded that Eagles defense is for me. I think that's a huge factor. I mean, we know their offense is pretty loaded, even without uh, Carson Wentz there. Right. But, I mean, that defense, you know, the Falcons are a legit offensive team, and they're a pretty well-rounded team all around, too. But that offense, I mean, with some new weapons they got, those running backs they have, man, that defense just really shirt itself up for the second year in a row for me. Yeah, and it's really interesting because the stat going into this game that I kept saying was that the last two times, I believe it was twice last season, the Eagles played the Falcons, and both times the Eagles held the Falcons to 10 points and 13 points. And now yep. this time they held them to 12. They have something figured out. They, yeah, they, definitely. they they definitely have Matt Ryan and Julio figured out somehow, even though Julio had 169 yards. But they definitely have them figured out. Um, So looking at I guess looking at the Falcons because now that during the game they lost Keanu Neal to uh, I believe it was an ACL tear he's out for the season do if you're the Falcons do you worry after this game I mean he's a big player and everything I'm not too worried you know because that defense I mean you still only held the Eagles to 18 points the Eagles Um, with Nick Foles and without Alshon Jeffrey with yeah yeah that's true um I'm just not worried enough with what missing one guy. Yeah. Um, and the secondary, especially, you know, nothing against Neil, but that's a pretty fast defense, man. You know, I'm not, I'm not too worried for them yeah. just yet. What I'm more worried about is what's going on with Maddie ice, man. <laughs> just, what's yeah. going on with that, dude? You're so close every year. And it's like, he's taken, he takes step back. And I just, uh, I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. He threw under 50%. 251 yards, but that's kind of par for the course. But no touchdowns and one interception. Not great. Um, yeah. But but again, the Eagles' defense is really good. They were able to get pressure on him, and obviously they were really good. Now, and, and I guess it's not really a question, but, like, this Eagles' offense, it's going to be fine. Like, they – I. I'm not looking at Nick Foles as their long-term quarterback, and I don't I don't think anyone really is. But, like, once – first of all, once Alshon Jeffrey comes back – that offense is immediately going to become better. Nick Foles will be able to use him a lot. But then I think once Carson Wentz even comes back, this offense is going to be fine. And if that defense can keep playing like the way that they do, this team looks pretty primed to repeat. No, agreed. Agreed. Uh, And honestly, it's back to once Wentz gets back, um, man, he might be at MVP caliber again if he can stay healthy with all those tools around him. And, uh, Man, that head coach they got that 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 play with Doug Nick Foles, that pass, yeah. they brought it back. The Philly special. I mean, could, could you imagine if that's Wentz running that a healthy Wentz? He's gone. You're right. You know, um, no, I'm. I think, I think the Eagles, like you said, are primed to definitely make a repeat. I think they're up there. I know they're not the favorite with a lot of people, but I mean, they're not proving anybody wrong yet. They just, uh, they just keep showing that they're going to go back right now, you know? Absolutely. All right, so the first game on Sunday that I want to talk about was probably the most interesting storyline-wise because we had probably the AFC favorite, the favorite team coming out of the AFC, going into a stadium where they haven't seen a win in 600 days. (laughs) The Pittsburgh Steelers going to Cleveland. And this, (laughs) this game ended in a tie. Like... (laughs) 
this game was incredible. Like the the Browns were losing seven to nothing, and I think it was still in the third quarter. But they had four takeaways, and they were still a seven to nothing. And then finally, they score a touchdown. Pittsburgh scores two more, so it's twenty. It's twenty one seven going into the fourth quarter. Tyrod Taylor scores two touchdowns, forces overtime. And then both teams miss field goals late in the game. This was it was just an incredible game to watch. James Conner, 135 runs and two touchdowns or yards and two touchdowns. Smith Schuster at 119. Like this Steelers offense, disregard the five turnovers because they're not going to turn the ball over five times every week. But this Steelers offense looks scary because they lost Bell and now Conner just steps up and does what Bell does. So what do you first of all? What is your takeaway for the Steelers on this one? Takeaway for the Steelers, man, you know, they're not missing a beat without Bell right now, you know. Uh, Connor, I mean, 31 attempts, man, that's a, he was the workhorse for them. But when you can still get Brown the ball nine times as well, that's just crazy. I know. And then you get Juju over 100 yards with five receptions. I mean, I'm not worried one bit for this team. I mean, the only thing, if I'm worried, it's maybe for Ben Roethlisberger's health going later on in the season. Yeah. Um, but man, if we're talking about a healthy offense, uh, you know, sky's the limit for this team, I think. Um, and you know, we can talk about all day how, you know, the Browns came back with those turnovers and stuff, but, uh, I think for a few years now, you know, no joke, we've, a lot of people have been talking about how they're on the rise and it hasn't shown, but I, it's, it's going to show this, this year, these picks up again, you know, Miles Garrett. And now you got Denzel Ward proved to be more than worthy of that fourth overall pick. Absolutely. And the number one corner in the draft. Two interceptions in that game against the Big Ben. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, that's he's got some scary weapons there. Yeah. I, so, very I, impressed. I really, do think, I really do think that this Browns defense is legit. I don't think that was just a sham. I don't think it was the weather or anything. I think Miles Garrett is the real deal. I think Denzel Ward is the real deal. <clears throat> and that rest of that defense really is – or Jabril Peppers <clears> – <throat> excuse me, is getting in. I, I think he's finally found his place just playing safety. I, I think that Browns defense is going to be something special. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, And I know he's, he might be a little underrated to some, but Christian Kirksey, I'm a huge fan of him. Yep. Absolutely. You know, very, that very linebacking. Linebacker. Yeah. Their linebacking core, even with Joe Sherbert from Wisconsin, I like him too. Like that, that's a very underrated, like low radar type of linebacking core. That they're, I think they can be pretty solid for them. Oh yeah, big time in the middle of that defense. All right, the next game, Cincinnati at Indianapolis. Andrew Luck's return after two seasons without or not playing football, and everyone was on the Andrew Luck hype train. And I, the first, his first pass back, <laughs> he threw an interception. Yeah, <laughs> made me laugh really hard because I was giving him shit in the preseason. Um, but that's, that's all right. So then, yeah, the first drive, Andy Dalton throws an interception on his first pick or on his first throw. And then Andrew Luck turns around on the very next play and throws an interception. But besides that, Andrew Luck threw the ball 53 times. So that's shoulders looking pretty good. He completed 39 passes for 319 yards and two touchdowns, but the Colts ended up ultimately losing thanks to a late fumble Fumble recovery, basically. He didn't have to, or fumble touchdown. He didn't have to return it. If he would have just fell on it, they could have ran out the clock. But, uh, but yeah, the Bengals forced a fumble late while the Colts were driving to win. 
scored a touchdown, and the rest was history. Bengals won 34-23. What was your – so does this look better? So I, I guess this is my question for this game. Is this the Bengals looking good or the Colts exposed? Is is this the Colts roster exposed? I think I think it's the Colts roster exposed, man. Um, you take I mean, uh, to me, you take away Andrew Luck for a whole season from the Colts. I think they're picking number one next year's draft. I I think they're the worst team. Um, just. As far as depth goes and starters, man, they're just not I, – I just don't see them being any good without Andrew Luck. And I, I think this game showed that, man. I mean, I don't think too many people after these years are scared of Andy Dalton anymore. Um, A.J. Green's still a huge factor. But, I mean, just – I'm not impressed with that Colts line. I'm not I'm not impressed with anything on the Colts team. I mean, there's nothing Colts that scares me. Colts line looks pretty abysmal. Yeah, you know, and – I mean, uh, and to me, I'm not. I don't think Luck is overrated. I think he's overhyped. Mm. The guy. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm a Madden player. I'm a fantasy football player. <laughs> I, why Why does Madden have him like rated so high when he hasn't played for over a year? Honestly, I don't know. He looks He looks good. You know, the one interception, like you brought up. Um, he's the real deal when he's healthy, but I just don't know if that offensive line is going to keep him healthy this year. Yeah, it's the offensive line, and it's just the rest of the offense in general. Like, he, yes, he has T.Y. Hilton, but you look at the rest of the, the – Eric Ebron hasn't lived up to the hype, and nope. Jack Doyle played good. Like, he's a decent tight end. He's a solid guy, but he's no he's no Jimmy Graham. He's no Gronkowski at tight end. The rest yeah, of that – yeah, the, the rest of that ro- roster – Especially at running back, they they don't have a running back. <laughs> like, no, they don't. It, they don't have. They barely have a running game. As a team, they rushed for seventy five yards, and that's with four people. Yeah, seriously. Um, on the other note, I was pretty. I think Eric Ebron. You know, I think we might get to see a little bit more potential from him if uh, Andrew stays healthy this year. I think so too. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, I think. Back in Detroit, he never really got his chance to shine. I think Stafford favored some other guys compared to him. So I think we might get to see him break out this year, possibly with a healthy Andrew Luck, mind you. That has to happen. Um, but uh, one guy I was a little impressed with was uh, Ryan Grant, one of their other wide receivers. I mean, eight receptions. Mm-hmm. He only got 59 yards, but, you know, you get you get those targets, and all of a sudden you're opening up the game for T.Y. Hilton, you know, mm-hmm. who can maybe stretch the ball downfield later on. But you know, it's a this is Andrew's team, and he's going to have to find a way to win these games for him because they don't. I mean, I don't even count T.Y. Hilton as a top five wide receiver personally. No, no, he might barely make my top ten. Maybe you know, <laughs> they just yeah. they got a lot that they need to fix on that team. Um, so I think. I think for right now, it's just the only way they're going to win games is if Andrew Luck is uh, keeping them in those games. And as we saw it here, it had to be a shootout, and the Bengals won it. And they're going to have to be shootouts because that defense doesn't look great either. Um, But, yeah, so then looking on the other side, I I still don't – I'm still not confident in this Bengals team. Just because they beat this Colts team, and I don't have a high opinion of this Colts team, I'm still not high on him. I still don't trust Andy Dalton because he hasn't shown me anything. Joe Mixon impresses me, but he's still young. He's still pretty much unproven at this point in his career. 
And AJ Green had a couple drops yesterday that looked terrible. That no. hit him. They weren't like you know out re- outstretched hands like could could have made the catch but didn't. Like they were hitting him in the hands in the chest. Should have caught it. Any other t- any other wide receiver would have made the catch. So AJ Green worries me. Um, Tyler Eifert's under underutilized and underappreciated. But so this Bengals team is interesting because they have a lot of talent, but they don't perform well. Do you see that as the talent under underperforming, or do you see that as a coaching problem? Oh uh, man, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, I mean, it's not the coach's fault, like you said on AJ Green. You know, he had a couple of bad drops. You know, ones that are mm-hmm. he should have been catching. You know, to me, he's a top five wide receiver in the league, and um, drops shouldn't be happening from him. You know, he's what? What is he now? Thirty? I'm not worried about him dropping the ball. I shouldn't have to worry about that. Exactly. Might he slow down? Yeah, but I mean, when those when the ball hits you in the numbers and in the hands, man, that's got to be a catch. So Crap, that's him just underperforming to me. Um, uh, I'm excited about Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like you kind of said, you know, he's still young. He has to prove himself. He didn't really do much last year. He was kind of hyped up to do a lot last year and he never really stepped up. I mean, this game he did both in the passing and the running game, but you know, it comes back to they're playing one of the weakest defenses in the league, in my opinion. So, you know, I need to see a little bit more out of these guys. I need to see them go and win some tougher games. Moving on to the next game, uh, this game, if it, let me just check my watch here. This game is still going on, I believe. <laughs> the, Miami, <laughs> the Miami Dolphins and the Tennessee Titans had to sit through not one, but two two-hour rain delays because of lightning. This game started at noon, central time, and ended just before the Packers-Bears game, Sunday night football game. This game, the official time was seven hours and ten minutes, crushing the previous record of uh, five hours and 16 minutes, Bears-Ravens in 13. That's ridiculous. But anyway, so like that, I to me, that has a little bit to do with the rest of the game, but not too much. So for people that have listened to this show, I am not hiding the Dolphins in the slightest. I picked them to be my worst team in the league. I picked them to have the number one pick. Just because I think Andrew Andrew yeah, Andrew Luck could carry the Colts more than Tannehill, but that's another story. We'll see how that ends up happening. Tannehill actually looked pretty decent. He is twenty for twenty eight, two hundred and thirty yards. He had two touchdowns, but he also had two interceptions. His his rating is yeah, his rating was eighty nine percent. I don't know. That I'm still not high on Tannehill. But it, it's it's weird. So this Tennessee Titans team, in my mind, I th- they tricked me last year <laughs> because they snuck into the playoffs and then they beat uh, Kansas City. So, like, in my mind, it's like, oh, they were a playoff team. They won a playoff game. They're still going to be good. And I they definitely had me fooled. <laughs> um, it doesn't help that Mariota went down late in the game. I think it was the third quarter or something like that. And Blaine Gabbard had to come in, but still, uh, this Dolphins team pulled it out and won twenty-seven to twenty after seven hours. Both teams scored seventeen points in the fourth quarter. So, disregarding the <laughs> length of the game, what was your biggest takeaway uh, from either of these teams? Um, I kind of have to agree with you, man. I think uh, 
the Titans fooled me. Yeah, I know it's only week one. I was expecting a lot more out of that team. I mean, they had one of the better free agencies I felt this past mm-hmm. offseason and one of the better drafts out of all the teams as well. Um, you know, they got Rashad Evans, middle linebacker, and uh, I just expected some, you know, you got all of a sudden you get Deion Lewis to go with Eric Henry, and um, I feel like they can do more running the ball instead of always having to put it on Mariota. Um but you got to realize at this point, Mariota hasn't finished the season in how many years? That's true. So I think you got to kind of expect at some point he's going to go down for a week or a game, you know, something like that. Um, so I'd like to see Derrick Henry honestly get the ball a little bit more. Now, he had right, yeah. 10 attempts with 26 yards. So, I mean, why would you want to give him the ball anymore after that? But I think the dudes, I think if they could find a way to work those two backs in a little bit more. I mean, Deion Lewis had a pretty solid game, 75 mm-hmm. yards and a touchdown. Um so, you know, I think that's expected out of Deion Lewis. Yes. Um, he's bringing that over from uh, New England. I was just expecting it to make Derrick Henry a little bit better, and uh, they didn't, it didn't show. And, I mean, you like you said, Tannehill, you know, I'm not high on him. He hasn't lived up to the first-round pick that he was. And who do they have on offense, man? They got rid of Landry. Um, Kenny Stills? I mean, there's no Devontae Parker out there that week. Mm-mm. So to to let them put up 27 points on you, I just, oh, I was a little disappointed in them Titans. Yeah, me too. Like I had a lot of hopes for them because their defense looked pretty decent last year. Granted, they had they got to play Houston and Indianapolis without their quarterbacks, but still, yep. they you know uh, Cypern at safety. Even though they lost him, I think Vaccaro's a good replacement. They got Malcolm Butler. Like you said, they drafted a couple good spots, especially at the tight or at the linebacker position. Yeah, like that defense. I had a lot of hope for that defense. A Brian Arakbo, I think, can still play. But they just let this Dolphins team, who, like you said, I don't think has a lot of talent on it. I don't believe in Ryan Tannehill. Kenyon Drake isn't anything yet. Frank Gore is 60 years old. And and Devontae <laughs> Parker. <laughs> Devontae Parker didn't even play at wide receiver. No. So is and, yeah, it, it was disappointing for the Titans defense. Yeah, and I'll just kind of put it up there as you know, it's week one. I think they'll catch their groove coming in, but I mean, this is a team even without uh, Marcus in there. I think they, there's no reason they shouldn't have beaten the Dolphins. Exactly. But I think they'll, I think they'll catch it coming here. Um, Next couple of weeks coming up, I think they'll catch their groove. I agree. Um, I do like Derrick Henry, though, going forward. This Dolphins line, specifically the the, the defensive line with Cameron Wake and a guy that you're familiar with and Robert Quinn, I think that's a really solid line. So I'm not necessarily surprised that the bigger guy wasn't able to get his yards this week. But I I do hope that he – I think he'll be good in the future, too. I think Derrick Henry's going to be good. So the next game, if this will load, here we go. The next game I want to talk about – there was a lot of hype around this game, mostly because kind of new quarterbacks. So we have Jimmy Garoppolo coming into San Francisco on this big contract. We know he's the future there. They're going to build their team around him. They didn't do too much in the offseason, really. Like, they, they had Pierre Garçon. They brought in Jarek McKinnon. He's out for the season. So then they brought in Alfred Morris to replace him. And other than that, they didn't. They, they still have their tight end, George Kittle. They still they drafted Anthony Pettis, the wide receiver, who I like a lot, but he's not he's more of a return guy and like a screen guy. So I I don't know they, they didn't do too much this offseason. Granted, he was five and zero with this team last year, 
but that's beside the point. The Minnesota Vikings also coming in with a new quarterback with uh, Kirk Cousins. Forgot his name there for a second. And he has a lot of hype behind him, too, because he's been a solid quarterback ever since replacing RG3 in Washington. But he never really took that extra step. I don't think he if he I don't think he ever made the playoffs. And so he never really did anything, but the Vikings took a chance anyway, even though they had three good quarterbacks on the roster last year. They let them all go and took a chance on this new guy. And they paid him a lot of money and it kind it worked out for them. He's I don't know. To me he's still I test he didn't look great, but his stats say otherwise. I don't know. So I get, I want to focus on I want to focus on both quarterbacks and then the Minnesota defense. So let's first talk about the both quarterbacks. What did you, what was your takeaway for Jimmy G? Uh, a little disappointed, man. You know, the three interceptions, um, one touchdown. He did have 261 yards off of 15 attempts. Which, yeah. He didn't even complete 50% of his throws. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand he doesn't have the best of weapons to be thrown to. Um, still... I was expecting a little more out of him. And, you know, he's going up against a really, really stellar defense with Minnesota. You know, you can't take that away from them. So maybe that's more on them than uh, Garoppolo. But three interceptions, I want to see him be a little bit smarter. You know, he learned and was backing up behind Tom Brady for those years. Um, Expect him to be a little bit smarter than he was. Even, you know, I know they got to give him some help and everything, but he he also needs to take those steps and not turn that ball over. Yeah, I can say personally from watching a decent amount of this game, this was one of the games I had on the side along with Red Zone. Uh, he, There were a couple throws that he had wide open receivers, and he just, they, like slant and post routes that he just threw behind or overthrew. He missed a lot of easy throws that could have been touchdowns. So, all right, other side of the ball. Kirk Cousins, do you think he – you know, obviously this is week one. This is the week of over exaggerating everything, all of our takes, but does Kirk Cousins after week one, do, you know, do you still pay him that money? The amount of money that he's getting paid? No. <laughs> um, I think you, I think you get this win. If you have Keenum uh, still on your roster with uh, very similar stats, Yeah. you know, 244 yards, two touchdowns. It's, I mean, it won him the game and everything, but it's not crazy the amount that he's being paid. It's not worth that much. Um, I, if you're going to tell me that there's going to be a quarterback who threw for four, over 400 yards and five touchdowns this week, <laughs> I, maybe I was hoping it would have been Kirk Cousins instead of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm expecting – more from him down the, you know, he doesn't have to go out and win these games by himself. You know, he's got a very good cast mm-hmm. around him. Those receivers, you know, he got the ball out to Thielen six times. Stephon Diggs, I'm hoping that he'll get a few more catches coming up. Only three catches. Um, I want to see him get a little more involved. And I think uh, Treadwell, I don't know what quite happened to him. You know, a couple of years ago, he was a number one pick. Yep. I really want to see him break out this year. And I understand that's a lot of guys to kind of uh, share the ball with, but I'm hoping that all those other targets and now with a healthy Delvin Cook, that Treadwell can get the ball a few more times. Um, you know, but back to your question, you know, Cousins had a pretty mediocre game. He didn't have to win the game for him, uh, but I, I expected a little more out of him. You know, he's being paid that much, and clearly they want him as their franchise quarterback. 
I'm glad you brought up Dalvin Cook because there was a lot of hype of around him last year after the Vikings drafted him, and then he got hurt and missed last season. Now he's coming back, and he's healthy. This was only his first game back, but he didn't look too great. He had 16 carries for 40 yards. It's an average of 2.5 yards. So is there worry within Minnesota? Do you think maybe they continue to split with Murray and Cook, or do you think when Cook starts to get more – comfortable and healthy do you think they start leaning on him more you know um I don't think there's anything wrong right now with letting them split the carries he got 16 attempts and Murray got the 11 um and Murray did more with his attempts you know only two more yards but he had five less carries um I was impressed with Cook with the receiving game you know six receptions for 55 yards you know that made up for only 40 yards he got uh rushing the ball um I think they're just going to kind of take it slow right now for him. You know, an ACL is kind of a scary injury. So I think they'll they'll work him in, and I expect him halfway through the season to – I think we expect him to have some 100-yard games, multiple touchdown games, um, and he'll be the feature back. But for right now, you know, it's not broke right now. Just keep sharing the ball with Murray. He can stay healthy, and then, you know, especially when playoffs come, you need one of those guys to really step up, and hopefully Cook can have a full season with him. Um, real quick, back to Jimmy Garoppolo. Did you think? Do you think that that was more Jimmy just having an off day, or do you think that was Minnesota's offense? Because, like I said before, it looked like he had a couple, multiple uh, passes where he just missed wide open receivers. I think if he hits those a couple, like it's a completely different game. To me personally, Minnesota's defense didn't look fantastic. No, I agree with you. They didn't look, you know, what we're used to seeing them as. But um, I think going into this game, Garoppolo knows that he's the guy for San Francisco. And I think maybe maybe the pressure got to him a little bit. You know, we've seen him make the throws that he has to make and everything. We know he can do it. He just needs to kind of do it. And I think he was uh, maybe a little bit worried that about that defense. You know, that's that's quite the defense on paper that Minnesota has. And it's only week one, so they're only going to get better from here on out. And Harrison think, Harrison uh, Smith looks really good. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you got um, Xavier Rhodes, one of mm-hmm. the best corners in the league, super underrated. But, I mean, Minnesota's just one of those all-around better defenses, and I think it might have uh, startled them a little bit. Yeah. Uh, going into this next game, I had a lot of hope for the Houston Texans, especially specifically going into this game, I should say. The, going into this season, I have a lot of hope for them. Because they, I really do think, especially they're getting J.J. Watt back, they got Whitney Merciless back, and they picked up Tyron Matthews. So I think that defense, which has already been really good in years past, is going to be fantastic. And I think they finally found their answer at quarterback after all these years with Deshaun Watson. But both looked a little shaky here in New England. Do you think – is that more – a? Uh, a testament to the coaching in New England because the, this New England off or roster, in my opinion, and from what I've heard elsewhere too, this New England roster is one of the weaker ones that we've seen through this Brady Belichick dynasty. So, do you think the Houston woes only putting up twenty points and not doing too well against Brady? Do you think that was more a testament to the coaching staff in New England, or was Houston just overhyped? 
I, I'm going to give that one to Belichick and the rest of the coaches in New England. Um, I don't think Houston's overhyped. We saw what a healthy Deshaun Watson can do last year, you know, and he does look to be the answer at quarterback. I truly believe, I thought, man, I drafted him in like the fourth or fifth round of fantasy. So I was expecting a little more out of this. It hurt. Um, but I think, uh, I think that defense just knew kind of how to step up. And because, um, I mean, uh, Houston's got quite an offense now, especially on paper. You're looking at DeAndre Hopkins, Lamar Miller. I mean, those are some good weapons for uh, Watson. And then, you know, you got to think about Watson with his legs, too. Um, it's just I was expecting – I was actually expecting this to be one of the higher-scoring games of the week. I'm yes. a little disappointed in both teams, to be honest. I thought this was going to be like a, a 45 to 42 type game, you know. Um, I think it's just kind of uh, the week one blues. I think Deshaun Watson, I, again, you know, he's another guy coming back from an ACL tear. I think he wants to kind of take it a little slow, maybe a little nervous to get out there at first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he didn't play the worst game, but I, I definitely expect more out of him in the future. Um, and Tom Brady was Tom Brady, man. You know, 277 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, so there's no complaints there. Just uh, Bill Belichick and that whole crew always finds a way to do it every single year, you know. I'm one of those guys who thinks every year that uh, the Patriots are just going to kind of fall off the map. And I just every single year, you know, you got no Julian Edelman out there and all of a sudden Philip Dorsett steps up for the Patriots wide receiver corps. Yeah. Um, and next week, I'm sure it's going to be uh, Chris Hogan or Cordell Patterson. You know, somebody's going to step up. That's a way too inconsistent wide receiver group. And I think that's the toughest part about uh, playing the Patriots. You know, they got Gronk, but – I don't expect him to stay healthy for the whole year, so I don't expect no seven seven receptions for 123 yards and a touchdown every week. Um, but they know they know their weapons that they have. You know, Philip Dorsett coming out of college, I was expecting a lot out of him when he first went mm-hmm. to Indy. So I'm I'm not expecting these types of games from Philip Dorsett every week, just here and there. Kind of, you know, you see Amendola do it in the playoffs. You see Chris Hogan, uh, he did it last year during the regular season. And uh, James White, um, you know, it's a lot of targets for these guys. And I think people have a fi- have a hard time finding that number two guy besides Gronkowski. And I think that's one, I think that's one thing that the Patriots have up on everybody else. How much longer do you think Brady plays? <laughs> Man, I've been saying it's his last year for like the past three years. Uh, I don't know, man. He's the fountain of youth. You know, congratulations to him. Um, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it again. Uh, if he goes out with a ring this year, I think he retires. That's what I thought two years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the next game was the shocker of the day, for sure. It was probably the biggest upset. And it was it was the highest scoring game, not only of this week, but it was the highest scoring week one game in NFL history since the merger. The Buccaneers took down the Saints. They marched into New Orleans, took down the Saints 48 to 40. That is just ridiculous. And Drew Brees, in a losing effort, threw for 439 yards and three touchdowns. No interceptions, only one sack. How how do you lose <laughs> when you have Drew Brees throwing for 439 yards? I'll tell you how. It's because Ryan Fitzpatrick on the other side 
had 417 yards, so not as many yards, but he had four touchdowns, no interceptions, and he was not sacked the entire game. So, my going into this season, this we all thought the Saints defense was going to be legit. Do you think? Do you still think there's hope for this Saints defense to be as good as they were towards the end of last season, or did they lose their magic? Are they? Is this who they are? Are, are they going? Are they going back to the old New Orleans Saints where they have to score forty points every week to win? Um, just because it's week one, you know these things get overhyped. I I think what happened was Ryan Fitzpatrick came out there and just smack them right in the face and I think it dazed that defense a little bit um I think it was more of a surprise and I think they were shocked more than anything um I personally I do like this defense I think they will get better I hope they don't have to put up 40 points a game to try to win it um Drew Brees will do it every week for you so there's no complaints there but uh I was I was more so shocked um, about the Buccaneers and how their offense actually executed for what felt like they haven't done in a long time against a really good team. Uh, you know, Mike Evans, seven receptions, 147 yards. And then uh, I just want to bring him up real quick. Deshaun Jackson, <laughs> 146 yards. Uh, I thought the dude, I thought the dude was kind of, you know, he's, he's at the end there and I was not expecting that. He's only so, 31 years old. Yeah, but you I know, that I, just surprises me. He seems a lot that. older than that. He does, you know. I, I I was thinking he was 33, um, but man, he shows that he still got the burners on him. And uh, the one play that stuck out to me was when he burned that corner, and uh, you see Marcus Williams, the the safety who led up the Minnesota miracle back there. Mm-hmm. I felt so bad for him. <laughs> it felt like a little deja vu back there. Um, uh, I think I think Tampa Bay more so just surprised everybody. Um, I think we know who the Saints are. I want to say that that defense is going to get better. Um, but I think I, I, I was not expecting, what was it, 48 points from Tampa Bay? I was not expecting that. I think they just went out there surprised and slapped uh, the Saints right in the face. Absolutely. I had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as – one of my lower teams um, in the league. I don't know. I still don't think they're going to win many games this year, but I, if they can play at this level, I think they can definitely, they can definitely, they still, they're still in a tough division, but they, they can definitely pull out some tough games. Um, If, if Fitzpatrick, and I mean, obviously I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick's ever going to have another game like this, but if he stays consistent at quarterback and say he wins, Say he either beats Pittsburgh or Philadelphia within the next two weeks. Do you think James Winston has a starting job when he gets back? I would hope they would just stick with Fitzpatrick. Um, just because Winston hasn't done enough for us, but I understand he's there. Right now he's the franchise quarterback. You want to see him out there. But I think if Fitzpatrick, like you said, I mean, this is – 417 yards and four touchdowns. It's highly unlikely again. Um, but if he can keep playing at a level where he's winning these games for him and he's not turning the ball over like he did this past week, what, why would you go back to Winston? I say keep Fitzpatrick. He's been a, he's been around long enough. He knows he's won games. 
everywhere he's been. Um, I just say keep riding him until that he shows you a reason that he can anymore. On to the next one. Jacksonville defeated New York 20-15 to in a defensive battle, which I knew it was going to be. I'm really high on the Giants' defense. And, uh, and Jacksonville came out and proved that they're still Saxonville, like they were dubbed last year. I think they're still an elite uh, defense. So do um, – I guess – my question to you is, Is Jack, can Jacksonville's defense now, especially if Leonard Fournette doesn't come back for a couple of weeks, do you think this defense can still carry Jacksonville to a couple of wins? I do, yeah. Um, me personally, I'm not the highest on Leonard Fournette, so I think this defense can. The, the, they are the heart of this team. Um, such a great defense, and they will be the ones to keep winning them those games. Um, like I said, I'm not the highest on Fournette. He's good. Um, but I'd rather see a guy who can uh, finish more games, you know, than have a big game here and there. Um, so I'm not the highest on him. Great player. I'm not taking anything away from him. It's just kind of the injury-prone risk. Um, so you have to expect that he's not going to be in every game. You're not going to have your best player in all the time. So, yeah, that defense, I think, is going to step up every week. I think, you know, I think a lot of people, me included, um, I was expecting a lot more out of Saquon Barkley. He finally got those yards at the end of the game. I was going to say, you were expecting more? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I truly was just because we've seen it in the past. Um, you know, you got Todd Gurley, all these high running backs. Right. So let's say Todd Gurley, Elliott, Fournette himself. They come out and they just have these monster rookie years early in the season. They just continue it for the whole season. Right. So I was expecting a little bit more. Um I, I mean, the yards and everything added up to me. Um, I was expecting it earlier, though, you know, before he had that 68-yard run. Right. I think he was averaging a little over two yards per carry. And I'll put that more on uh, uh, Jacksonville's defense. I, I think they're just that good. That's what I think, um, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I was expecting more out of Saquon because of Odell being out there, you know. Mm. I, you know what Odell can do. He's not overhyped. He's not overrated. He's He's that good. Um, so I was expecting it to open up a little more for Saquon, I suppose. But Jacksonville, to me, just proved that they are that good on the defensive side of the ball. Do you think Saquon wins the rushing title this year? <laughs> the um, last the last two or three, I think it has been. The last two or three rushing titles have gone to rookies. They have, yeah. Um, uh, that's, a, that's a tough one. Um I'll go on and say, yeah, why not? We'll just keep that train rolling <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one of the more lopsided games, I guess, which was a shocker, even though I called this game right, it's still a really big shocker because I, I don't think anyone saw the Ravens putting up 47 points on Buffalo. I thought Buffalo's strength was their defense. Apparently, they just don't have a strength. This Buffalo team looked pretty bad last week or yeah well two days ago whatever they but I do you think and I'll even throw my opinion out there I think this was because of Nathan Peterman and I think once Josh Allen gets in there I think this this Buffalo team will look better I think I think Josh Allen will just bring a better presence to this team but I, I don't know that what's your opinion on that um no, I think I, I agree with you. I, I had Baltimore winning this game over Buffalo just for the fact of uh, Nathan Peterman being the starter. Exactly. Um, 
And I, I'm not disagreeing with them going with him as a starter. You know, you got a rookie quarterback who you want to, you know, you just want to have him watch a little bit. As we can see, that's not going to be the case going forward. He's going to be thrown into the fire. Um, but uh, I think I'm going to give a big shout-out to Joe Flacco in this game. You know, I think he's got Lamar Jackson looking over his shoulder there, and he's saying, man, I'm not letting this guy take my job. You know, he, he, he looks really good. What was it, 230-plus yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions? Um, and I'm not high on the Ravens' offense. Um, and he, he got it done with some guys out there, you know. Uh, they with, little, with little running help also. Yeah, and against, like, what you said, you know, I think I think Buffalo's strength is their defense. Um, so, yeah, that was a shocker to me. 47 points, just uh, too much for Buffalo to put up there. You know, I think – I think Buffalo, once you get Josh Allen out there, um, I'm not saying he's ready right now, but if I had to compare him to somebody, I think he's a, he's a poor man's uh, Carson Wentz. You know, he's got the size. He's got the mobility. We just need to – he's got the structure of Carson Wentz. I'm not saying he is Carson Wentz. Right. But he's got the structure, mm-hmm. um, went to a smaller time school and everything, you know, and I think, uh, I think they're high on him. So I kind of like to see him uh, be a poor man's Carson Wentz. And honestly, just, I think his presence – will uh, help that Buffalo offense out there. Um, and I want to see – I was hoping to see Shady do a little better. Yep. Um, at this point, um, he's a guy who I've said, man, he's on the decline and stuff, but uh, he just hasn't proven that in the past. And this first game here, I was a little disappointed with him. I think – two rushing attempts. I think that's – I think that's more towards – Baltimore probably went into this game saying, we're going to stop McCoy, we're going to have – Peterman try to beat us because they knew Peterman was playing quarterback. I agree. Yeah, yeah. no, that's a good point. You know, he after once you put Peterman out there, McCoy is the number one guy. Yeah. Um, and you need to get these quarterbacks. I mean, they got some decent wide receivers out there. I'd like to see. I'm a huge fan of Zay Jones. I'm just waiting for him to have a breakout year to at least cement himself as like a number two wide receiver for that team. I think you touched on both teams. Perfectly there. This next game I'm really excited about because I am, I shouldn't say very high, but I'm pretty high on this next quarterback, this young guy. Kansas City went into Los Angeles, and Los Angeles was another one of those teams where everyone thought they had a really solid defense, and Phillip Rivers is playing good ball lately. They have a really good running back, good receiving core. Everyone thought this Chargers team was going to be good. And Kansas City is slightly in a rebuild spot right now. They traded away Marcus Peters. They traded away Alex Smith so that Patrick Mahomes can be their guy. And they have a lot of young, you know, they have Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt, which is basically their offense at this point, um, even though they brought in Sammy Watkins. So this this game did not go – I don't think it went the way people thought it did. It definitely didn't go the way I thought it would. And so I'm really high on Patrick Mahomes. He, his stats don't show it, but he looked really good. He was 15 for 27, 256 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, only one sack for no yards. This this Chiefs offense looked incredibly scary. If So do you and, – and I, I'm pretty high. Even though the Chargers didn't have Bosa on defense, I still think this Chargers defense is one of the best in the league. I'd say maybe top 10. So do you think – do you think the Chiefs can keep up this offensive run throughout the rest of the season? Oh, I do. Yeah. Um, I think Mahomes is the real deal. Um, I personally last year had him higher than uh, uh, Watson. I like Mahomes a lot more, and I felt like he went into the perfect spot where you get to sit behind Alex Smith 
um, who very underrated quarterback in the league, <clears throat> but you give him one year to learn under him, and I think it showed in this game. And then you, ah, dude, man, the cheetah, Tyreek Hill, dude's a beast. Killed I mean, it. how do you stop that? Yeah, he did. Um, uh, and then I know he didn't do much in this game, but Travis Kelsey, who I think is arguably, you can argue that he is the best tight end in the league. Um, and then Sammy Watkins kind of had a game that I expected out of him. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting him to get a lot of touches. As a Rams fan, you know, he was with us last year. <laughs> and I kind of expected, you know, him to have that same kind of um, – workload here where you know he was there to kind of open up the field for other guys exactly um, and uh no nah, I'm, I'm this is a scary team and I don't know why you know I agree with you on the rebuild you know for Kansas City but I think specifically I on the know. defensive side mm-hmm. yeah they, well yeah for sure you got rid of Marcus Peters mm-hmm. um which is huge which you think would give the edge to the Chargers in this game Phil Rivers didn't lose him this game. Uh, Melvin Gordon had a solid game. You know, when you look at his stats in both the rushing and uh, receiving game. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, I just think people are a little are uh, a little too harsh on the Kansas City Chiefs, man. I think, yeah. though, I think these two teams right here are the ones who will fight the whole year to win this division. And honestly, I think you take the Patriots out of the, out of the conference, I think it's one of these two teams going to the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah, I I really agree. Do you think so you think the Chargers are still going to be a good team going forward? I do. Yeah, yeah no, this is a, this is a rivalry game. Um, you know, don't get confused, man. These teams know each other. And rivalry games can go either way. I don't care if you're if you're the Browns that we've known in the past, um, you know, they go out and tie with the Steelers, you know, <laughs> that's that's just what rival games do. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter how much better you think your team is. This is this is just how these games will go all year for division rivals. Um, and like I said, I'm expecting this to be a, a scrap. These two teams right here. I don't. I think the Raiders shot themselves in the foot. They're going to be in a rebuild process. And uh, yeah. the Broncos. I'm not too high on Case Keenum with that offense. Um, so it's it's these two teams. And like I said, I think honestly, if I had to pick four teams for the AFC to possibly represent the Super Bowl. Patriots, Jacksonville, and then it comes down to these two guys, the Chiefs and the Chargers. Wow. I had Tyree Kill in fantasy, so I I was pretty happy with this game. Yeah, me too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Denver Broncos hosted Seattle in a rematch of Super Bowl 49, even though most of the team is not the same. And the Broncos edged out the Seahawks. 27 to 24 late in the game case Keenum is the quarterback that I said he was going to be he he was not as good as he looked in Minnesota because I still believe he was a scheme guy in Minnesota he had three touchdowns and three interceptions and Russell Russell does not have any help and that showed in this game Uh, ultimately Denver's defense just won them the game so uh, do you think do you think Denver's defense, even though they traded a key to leave, do you think this defense is still elite? I'll say a little bit under elite. I think they're still very good defense. Um, I'd easily put them probably as a top five defense. I just, man, elite I'm looking at, you know, Jacksonville, and then I'm looking at Minnesota. And, I mean, when Philly's playing Philly, that yeah. defense – I mean, they got a solid defense. It's not just about the guys on the team. It's about how they perform with each other. Um, 
So for right now, I'm going to say I'm not, you know, I'm not high on Seattle. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that because they're my rivals. I just I'm not thought, high on them either. They need to get Wilson some help, man. I, I love Wilson. You know, we're both from Wisconsin. I love watching them throw touchdowns for the Badgers. Um, and the dude's proven he's one hell of a quarterback in this league, but you need to get him some help. And I, I, I guess this is the kind of game I expected out of both these two teams here. Um, so it didn't really surprise me. Um, I love that you pointed on the whole Case Keenum. Uh, again, he was with the Rams at one point, so I've seen, to me, his truer um, self. Yeah. And I think he is a system quarterback. You know, I I mean, I'll, I'll say it again. You put him back in Minnesota this last week when he has the same exact type of game that uh, uh, Cousins has. Yeah. Um, you know, he put up the yards. He put up the touchdowns, but, man, those three interceptions – your defense ain't going to win you every single game if you're turning the ball over that much. Exactly. So this next game was also a big surprise, in my eyes at least. Um, I I didn't see Washington as much. I You know, I see the combination of Alex Smith and Adrian Peterson, and I think, wow, those guys would have been good eight years ago. But they seem to work very well together. Adrian Peterson is showing the league that he's still one of the best running backs somehow at his age and Alex Smith is still showing why he was a top pick and still is a consistent starting quarterback in this league. The Arizona Cardinals, however, showed that they still haven't found their answer at quarterback. I believe their answer is on the bench uh, in their third string in Sam Rosen, but I, I don't want him to start for a while. I want them to hold off on that, but Sam Bradford's still not the answer. He only had 153 yards, no touchdowns in a pick. Not a good day for him at all. David Johnson had a pretty abysmal day with on nine carries. He had 37 yards. So a decent average, but you know, definitely not what you want to see out of David Johnson. You want to see, first of all, you want to see him with more carries. Second of all, you want to see him just break off a couple more of those, but overall this Arizona defense, which I was high on, apparently they needed Tyron Matthew more than they, more than they, more than I thought they needed to. And this Washington defense looked really strong. I, I don't know if it's just because they've had this group for a year and now they figured something out. They know how to use everyone. I'm not sure. What what was your – I guess what was your what was your biggest takeaway from this game? Um, you know, I'm going to touch on some points like you said. Um, very surprised with Adrian Peterson. The mm-hmm. game he had, he looked very good. Um, and it's something I would lo- love to see him do for the rest of the year for this team. Um Alex Smith, I wasn't too surprised by, you know, he's, he's been on the move before and he just, he's successful. I know he's not a playoff quarterback or a Super Bowl quarterback, but I mean, he is one of the more consistent guys in the league. And just the fact that he does it with another new team, um, wasn't too shocked by that. Um, and that also goes on the whole Arizona Cardinals. I don't think if you put Josh Rosen in, you win this game. Not with I think this team, gets, no, not yet. No. Um, I mean, you got Larry Fitzgerald who, you know, future Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. you know, love him. But he keeps proving people wrong. You know, you think he's going to slow down and then he hit seven receptions for 76 yards. That's crazy, you know, averaging yeah. over 10, 10 yards a catch. Um, I was quite shocked that, uh, you know, David Johnson, the 37 yards, um, even in the passing game, only 30 yards. You know, I think we, mm-hmm. ex- you know, he talks about how he wants to come back and he wants to have not only a thousand rushing, but he wants to have a thousand receiving, you know, he wants to be a 2000 yard running back. Um, and we all know he can, 
Yeah. I don't, I don't know what happened. Um, I, I mean, I know he's got, he had the broken wrist, but that doesn't concern me that much. Mm-hmm. I don't quite know. I think maybe what happened there is quite, you know, we go back to uh, Saquon with the Giants and Jacksonville just saying, hey, we just need to kind of make sure we hold Odell and exactly. try to stop him. And I think that's what they did. You know, they, they know they're going, Sam Bradford, I don't even want to talk about him. You just stop him. All of a sudden, all you got to do is stop David Johnson. They did a good job at it. Um, one thing I was a little bit surprised about, I was actually expecting Kirk for the Cardinals to kind of have a little breakout game, his first game here, with all eyes on um, Johnson and Fitzgerald and everything. I was expecting like, he had a good preseason. I was expecting him to come out. I think he won the number thir- three spot with them. Um, but no, Redskins just did a really good job, and I think like you touched on before was, uh, you know, they've had that team, that defense for a year now, and I think it's just all kind of going together for them. And all of a sudden you bring in – I don't think they lost a step with Alex Smith um, coming in to replace Kirk Cousins. I think they're very similar quarterbacks, not not build-wise or style-wise, just uh, the kind of games they'll have. You know, they're not going to yeah. lose these games, but they're not going to go out and blow another team out of the water either. Um, so um, surprised with the Redskins. I'm quite happy with their performance, and I'm hoping it's something that we can see – going to the future, but I also think Arizona, you know, you touched on the whole Tyron Matthew. Um, he was such a good player for him. He wasn't just a safety man. That dude was a freaking football player for them, you know, and sometimes football players is, is what you need on a team, you know, and uh, I'm hoping that I can, can kind of get it all back together. You know, they got some good pass rushers and stuff. Um, Patty Pete still, you know, I don't, I think, I think they just kind of, you know, they got a, compensate for this whole Sam Bradford thing. And then, um, and like, I agree with you on the whole Josh Rosen. I think, um, personally, not my favorite quarterback in this year's draft, nope. but I think he is the best when it comes to being a pure quarterback. Out of curiosity, who is your favorite quarterback out of this draft? Out of this draft? <laughs> well, let's go Baker Mayfield, baby. You know, okay. I love the dude. I, I love the personality. It's not just all about the player. You know, I like a guy with a personality. That's fair. Um, like, like some cockiness out of him and, uh, you know, that's that's what I like is where I like I like Baker's cockiness compared to Josh Rosen. He's cocky too, but he's a little more arrogant about it. Yes. I feel like he's got that I feel like he's got that Peyton Manning, Tom Brady arrogance about it, and I don't like it. And Baker I, I Baker still, seems to have more it's it's more confidence than cocky, but it is cocky. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'd compare it to like a Cam Newton, like you know, he right. he wants to have fun. He goes out there and he has fun with it, which you know, people will interpret that as they want, whether it's cockiness or cocky. It just exactly, depends yeah. on what side of the side of the scoreboard you're on. Speaking of Cam Newton, good segue, by the way. The yeah. next game was the Carolina Panthers taking on the Cowboys. And I picked this pretty – this was pretty easy in my mind. I, I, I don't like Dallas as a road team because they're primarily a running team. And, you you know, running a running offense doesn't do well on the road. And this – this offensive line, which has been one of the best offensive lines in the league, probably for about the past five or six years, we can see it's kind of declining, even though Frederick didn't play center today or Sunday. He didn't play center, but this this line still didn't look good. So in return, Zeke didn't look fantastic. Um, Dak did not look good. 19 for 29, only 170 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Six sacks. That's not good. For a, for a guy who's supposed to be a mobile quarterback. Um, but this Carolina defense looked really good, held Dallas to eight points. But the offense 
again, didn't look good. Cam Newton only had 161 yards, no touchdowns. So, I don't know. These two teams are going into this season. The Panthers have never won back-to-back seasons with Cam Newton. I think that's going to happen again this year, and this only proved my point for both teams. I think both teams are on a pretty hard decline right now. Uh, I think that's, uh, you know, those are very accurate points you're making there, Kyle. Um, I guess I Dallas showed me, you know, that's kind of the team I thought they were. Um, I mean, Prescott's rookie year, he looked so amazing, man. I remember watching him in uh, even preseason, man, when he launched that ball around the field. It's like mm-hmm. it felt like you were watching Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, the, like just the confidence and every time he threw, he knew he was going to make a completion and, it just kind of has been on the decline for him since then. Um, Zeke, I think he still is one of the better running backs in the league, but I just think it comes down to, again, um, these defenses. First off, shout out to Carolina's defense. I do think they're a top 10 defense and all that great stuff. With Luke Keekly, Keekly. Like yeah. That. Yep. Um, dude's an animal. But back to, uh, back to Elliott, it's just the fact that teams are going to know that you're the guy on that offense, and they're going to look to shut you down. Once they do that, they figure out, you know, that's that's game over for you for the most part. If nobody else is going to step up, it's, you know. And then um, a little little shocked against Carolina. I wasn't expecting them to go. I'm not expecting Cam Newton to go out and throw 300 yards every game, nothing like that. Um, I guess I just expect a little more out of McCaffrey as a first-round mm-hmm. pick. I'm not mm-hmm. saying there's anything wrong with the 10 attempts for 50 yards, but when your running back has more attempts and more yards than you do, um, it worries me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I get that McCa- a big part of McCaffrey's game is to get him out in the, the backfield to catch the ball too, which he did his job, you know, six receptions for 45 yards. But um, he was the leading receiver. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the next scary part. You know, you're leading rushers, your quarterback, and your leading receiver is your running back. That's just – that's not supposed to happen. No. Um, you know, and I'm a huge fan of Devin Funches, so I want to see him go out a little more. I think he's not going to, he's not going to run past you or nothing like that, but the dude can get up there and get that ball. So I'm expecting a lot more than three catches. I'm a, from a guy like Funches. Now I think he's going on his fourth or fourth year or something like that. Um, I'm expecting him to have like more around six to seven catches a game. Honestly, I'm expecting him to be that target, especially with, uh, Benjamin being traded away. Two years ago now, I think. I think so. Yeah, and then um, um, and I don't think we got to see much out of the Carolina's first round pick, who was my favorite wide receiver coming out this year, DJ Moore. No, um, not much. Yeah, he so didn't have I'm, a catch. Uh, oh, uh, so I'm hoping to see him out there a little more because you know Tory Smith ain't gonna do nothing, and uh, Greg Olson, you know, I like the guy, but you know he's he's getting up there in age too. He's not gonna. I mean, if you got just McCaffrey and Funches and Olsen, you need you need a little bit more out of those guys. Um, so I'm hoping DJ Moore will get to see a little bit more out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, the Carolina defense had a game that I kind of expected. Like I said, I, I just think the Cowboys aren't one of the better teams. I think they're back to that 7-9, 8-8 Cowboys team that we're used to seeing in the past. I agree. Now, for this last game... We're going to look at it as two different games (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it basically was the Chicago bears blew a 20 point lead to the green Bay Packers. And from, you know, I think the third quarter it was 20. Yeah, it was 20 
to three in the third quarter. I think it was 20 to nothing at one point. And yeah, the Packers ended up winning 24 to 23. Talk about first talk about the first half and then talk about the second half when Aaron comes back. So what did you what did you think of specifically the Bears defense and Mitchell Trubisky in the first half? Um you know, Mitchell Trubisky, I'm ex- you know, this is kind of what I expected out of them, you know. Uh, he, he's he's not re- he's not ready yet. He hasn't taken that step yet to be their franchise guy. Um, I do believe in him, but as of right now, he hasn't shown it. Twenty three, uh, twenty three completions and only one hundred seventy one yards. Yeah, you know, you expect a little more of that, especially yeah. with this this new offense that the Bears have. I think if I had to compare this this Bears team first and foremost uh, to a team that we saw last year, or if we had to compare them to teams that have done this. I'd compare them to a poor man's Philly or a Los Angeles Rams team mm-hmm. where you get the second year and all of a sudden you're going to kind of see these guys, you know, get into this rhythm with each other and stuff. And they got new toys like, uh, um, Allen Robinson, um, and, uh, Taylor, Taylor Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah, no, um, Trey Burton, uh, you know, yeah, I wasn't expecting too much out of him, but those two other guys and they kind of had a game that I expected out of them. Um, I'd like to see Gabriel have more yards. Um, but let's talk about it, man. Khalil Mack. Oh, God. I just got to tell you, I made a bet with a guy <laughs> up here that they're like, oh, he's only got a week to prepare with this new team and stuff. I, I imagine you know, he doesn't have a big game. He went out there and destroyed. You know, just odd. I think the dude's got a chip on his shoulder, and I think that was a, a big part of it. You know, Rodgers goes down early in the game. Um, and so that a lot of that first half goes to the credit of, you know, Rodgers not being out on the field, you know. Um, but Khalil Mack did a great job really helping that defense as the Bears. I think uh, if not this year, we're going to see in the next couple of years that they're going to be one of the better defenses. Yeah. I I really agree. Khalil Mack, literally, he literally put up numbers that only Khalil Mack has put up in the last <laughs> twenty years. Which is it's just it's just ridiculous. So, yeah, I agree. So Mitch, I don't think Mitch is the answer for them. I, I I really just don't. I'm I haven't been high on him. The fact that they drafted Mitch and not Deshaun and not Patrick Mahomes just floors me every time. It it's classic Chicago Bears because that offense is just incredible. Now, second half, Aaron Rodgers jogs back out of the tunnel after getting injured. At what point did you think, and I don't know if you watched this live or if you followed it or whatever, but at what point did you think, yep, the Packers are going to win this? <laughs> when they got up, when they when they got to 10 points. Yep. Um, you know, we're from Wisconsin. I've gone to Packer games. I've watched Aaron do it. Uh the dude is scary, man. The dude is just, I think he scares defenses, and you just, a, health, a healthy Aaron Rodgers will win the game for the Packers nine times out of ten. I, I saw it coming. You know, you just all of a sudden you saw that the Bears gave up ten unanswered points, and I think right there that whole team just got, that whole defense got scared. Uh, and I don't think it was a shock to anybody around here. You know, it's Aaron Rodgers doing what Aaron Rodgers does. Only he can do it. Yeah. It, it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> like you look at it. He looked, he looked bad 
in the first three draft the, the first three drives of the game against the Chicago Bears defense. But you look at his final stat line, he's 20 for 30 with 286, no interceptions, three touchdowns. That's just ridiculous. Um, The running game needs to get going, but it will. They'll figure something out with the running game, I think, especially when Aaron Jones comes back from his suspension. Jimmy Graham needs to get more involved. Every year that the Packers get a new tight end, we always think, this is the guy, this is the tight end that Aaron Rodgers has always needed, and he's going to fit in perfectly. I still think Jimmy is that guy, but it did not look good week one. <laughs> what did you no, think? No, agreed. Um, you know, Graham, he's, he's the kind of tight end you need to get out there, and he needs he's he's a downhill, uh, downhill kind of runner as a tight end. Um, and, no, I'm sad about it. You know, I thought Jared Cook would be a lot better than he was yeah. for the Packers, too. If he would have been time. hurt, he would have been good. Yeah, no, seriously, he would. And then you got Graham, who um, I was expecting the Saints' Jimmy Graham more than Seattle's Jimmy Graham. Uh, maybe it's just week one right now. Um, you know, Rodgers already has a great um, chemistry with Cobb, and then it's really built with Adams. Over the past couple of years, I think Adams is really coming into his own um, and is secretly one of the more underrated wide receivers in the league. Yeah. Um, it, but, yeah, Graham, it's, it's a little disappointed. I'd say let's uh, let's get a few more weeks in and see where it goes. Yeah. Because um, if you if you can get the ball going with him, I mean, that offense looks unstoppable, you know. With Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball, of course, um, personally, I think – I'll say it again, Kyle. We've had this conversation. I think the Packers are a rebuild team if they don't have Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. I think, and I think that showed in the first half. Um, and you know, don't get me wrong, Chicago's Bears defense—that is going to be a force to be reckoned with coming up. I don't care what you think of them; they are. You know, they got some playmakers. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the Packers need to start thinking here, man. We need to get some Rod- Rodgers some help. I ain't talking about weapons. You know, he makes all those guys look way better than what they are. Um, but that offensive line needs to get him some help. And that defense. Um, defense, you know, Packers defense is a I was team just going to ask you, what, what, what did you think? What do you think about the Packers defense after week one? I was surprised, you know, they let, you know, they let the Bears score 20 points. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting that. I, I, this kind of game, the final score is what I expected, but for them to give up 20 unanswered points, I wouldn't, I, I did not expect that out of the Packers defense right. just because, you know, it's a rivalry game. These teams know each other. Um, it's always a close game. Yeah. And I, and I just think it shows, you know, they definitely step. I, and I honestly don't think the Packers defense helped the Packers win this game as much as it looks like they did. You know, all of a sudden you score 20 unanswered points, all of a sudden nothing except for a field goal in the second half. I, I think what happened was the Bears, I think the Bears lost themselves this game. Aaron definitely came back and won it for the Packers, but I think what happened more so was the Bears got scared and they lost this game for themselves. You know, yeah. I'd be scared too. It's Aaron Rodgers, man. The dude, dude's the best in the league, you know. And honestly, man, you take you take you put Aaron Rodgers on any other team, any playoff ready team right now, I guarantee you they win the Super Bowl. But he stays with the Packers. He got this new extension, and I, you know, I love it. He wants to stay with that team. He wants to be a Packer for life, and I love it. But man, I'm telling you, you put this guy on any other roster, you put him on with Jacksonville, man. Oh, could you imagine? 
that I've always said if he, I, the only way I would be slightly okay with him leaving the Packers, like I would still be devastated if it happened, but I would only be okay in the long run if he went to Jacksonville because yeah. that's a Super Bowl. That it, you know, like, I think I think you could say that for about five other teams who just are a quarterback away. Yeah. I think Aaron wins it, dude. And um, personally, I think I think he took the money over the trophies. Um, I don't I don't see the Packers. I think I think the Packers are one of the more overhyped teams every year. Um, yes. they're favored. They're favorited by professional analysts every single year, and it just doesn't show. And it's, um, and I think it's just the lack of depth. I love what they did this off season. They finally went out and got some guys. You know, new GM. Yeah, exactly. And they have one of the better drafts. I absolutely love Jahir Alexander and Josh Jackson. Um, so I think I think you'll see an upgraded defense. But as far as his offense goes, they need to find a way to get better up front. Otherwise, I think, I mean, as long as Rogers stays healthy, you're looking at playoffs. But man, but you need depth to, to make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, be honest. How scared were you watching this game when Aaron Rodgers goes down with a knee injury right off the bat? Yeah. All right, to wrap this all up, you're a Rams fan. Yep. And they're playing tonight against yep. against. What what you said earlier and what I think is a general consensus at this point, a rebuilding Oakland Raiders team. Yep. Um, how do you like your chances tonight? Like them a lot. <laughs> um, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get too cocky with it. Anything can happen. Anything goes in the NFL. Um, but John Gruden, man, he's he's uh, he's reminding me of Chip Kelly when he first got on with the Eagles. You know, he's saying bye to all his best players. And I, and I understand the whole trading Mac away, um, but they've made some questionable cuts, I thought. Yeah. Um, one one for me was Obi Melifanu. Uh, it was going to be his second year at safety. Um, I'm personally a big fan of him. I'm surprised nobody's picked him up yet. Um, but okay. he's just made some questionable cuts. Um, and the Rams, I think uh, Sean McVay knows he's a genius, and he's, he's come out and said that he knows that this offense needs to evolve. They can't just be the guys they were last year. Um, you saw certain, you know, teams found a way to beat them and stuff. But if you can keep evolving that offense and, you know, you stay five steps ahead of the other team, I think we'll pull this win out. And uh, I don't think we got any worse. I think we got better. Personally, I like Cooks over uh, Sammy Watkins um, in the health department. Both can uh, run it down the field. And, uh, you know, it's Todd Gurley's, Todd Gurley's game, man. I'm a I'm expecting a hundred yard game out of them, especially with Khalil Mack, not on uh, the other side of the ball. Um, True. So I'm expecting a pretty high scoring game from the Rams. Um, I'll say like, we'll, 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 we'll win 42 to nothing. I honestly can see that. <laughs> like legitimately, you guys now have two top corners in Tlaib and Peters. You still mm-hmm. have top safeties. Mm-hmm. You still have good run or linebackers. You, your defensive line is amazing. Yeah, that I can see that. And then obviously just Todd Gurley by himself on that offense. Yeah, is, yeah. And you brought up the linebackers for us. That's that's probably the scariest part about our defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got rid of Ogletree, Robert Quinn, um, Mark Barron. I think they. I don't even know if he's playing yet. If he's uh, good to go for this game, so. You're looking at some backups. Uh, Mark um, Barron is doubtful. He's doubtful still. Okay, so you know that I think uh, if the Raiders can get you know through that first line, 
they have a good chance to put up some yardage on us and stuff. Um, but, you know, you bring up that secondary and that pass rush. Aaron Donald just got paid, and he's going to show everybody why he deserves that money. Um, and, you know, they're a tough team. It's uh, I'm more so worried about I want to see – I know what our defense is, even without not the best linebacking uh, group. Um, but show me that offense again. I want to see – before I can truly say that they're close to being a Super Bowl favorite this year, I need to see that offense. I need to sh- see Sean McVay do it again and keep evolving that offense. Sean McVay is the really- key, yeah. He is, and I and I, he's a god in my eyes after the his first year with um, you know Jeff Fisher and all of a sudden give you give Sean McVay all the same toys and man we're a playoff team, um, but no we need to we need to see him do it again you know for right now it's just a a one year thing we need to see it happen again and it starts tonight you know Monday night football all eyes are on you, and they're playing up against professionals I don't care if they're the Colts or the Patriots really go out and win. Real quick, what's your prediction, uh, Jets versus Lions? Jets versus Lions. I think uh, I think the Jets surprise everybody. I think they win this game 21-17. I like it. I'm kind of high on the Jets, uh, especially Sam Darnold starting, right? Yeah. I like Sam yep. Darnold a lot, and I like that defense. I like that pick. All right, well, thanks for, thanks for coming on, man. This was really fun. Man, thanks for having me, Kyle. Anytime, dude. Um, I hope to do this again in the future. Probably we'll wait a couple weeks. We'll get deeper into the NFL season, um, and we'll do this again. But, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's all the time we got for today. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Give us a rating on all three of those platforms. Uh, It really helps us out. Follow us on Twitter. All the links are in the description. Uh, Jake, I can probably throw yours in there, too, if you want to. Um, Yeah, so thanks for listening and tune in next time when we shock the system since day one. Things are getting eerie like the lake is down in Michigan. Had a good year, kind of tired. Where the Michelin at the finish line? Go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots. That's extended mag. I don't mean to brag. You smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function. I'm a tennis stag, stone cold bachelor, acid rapping chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance. We are you see me as a challenge to manage your intuition.